One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello and welcome to another instalment of the UK Film Review Podcast's new film releases section. <clears throat> I'm your host, Robert, and I'm once again joined by my friend, Jack. Hi, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. And we are here today to, uh, as I said, at the end of the Black Phone Review, swerve away from the new part of this podcast and instead discuss a film that's celebrating its 35th anniversary. Uh, that film is the 80s vampire movie, The Lost Boys. But before we get onto that, on a vampire-related note, and on one that will still keep this slightly relevant to 2022, uh, let's bring up a topic that is kind of beating a dead horse, but I do want us to give our thoughts on just briefly. Uh, and that being the insane and bizarrely large amount of internet memes surrounding uh, the recent Sony superhero movie, Morbius. Uh, I'll start by saying that uh, neither of us liked it. That's an understatement. Yeah, 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 definitely. And in fact, I remember that when, uh, because me and Jack did see it together, and when when the film ended, Jack's reaction was to laugh and say, what the F was that? Uh, And what's kind of very noteworthy about that is that that was before the post-credit scenes of that film turned up, which, to be honest, like those... Yeah, the, the, those two scenes are actually the only thing that has really stuck with me about that film, you know, which is which is 
bizarre because I didn't like the film up until that point, but those are the only scenes that really stick in my mind. Everything else was just sort of like, you know, not good, but not particularly memorably bad or anything like that. No, I mean, it was just, I don't think it was written particularly well. I think the, you know, the interesting parts of the plot were glossed over too quickly and the stuff, well, the stuff that could have been interesting more accurately and a lot of the characters just made silly decisions or uh, they didn't really go far enough with some of the things. And I mean, the idea of a completely moral vampire is just stupid. Like the, mm-hmm. the blue blood sort of thing. Like it's a great moral conflict mm-hmm. like, or it could be if it was done, done right. They just like sort of had it on hand. It was a bit like, okay. And it, it was just a way, it just felt much more like a way to make the film more open for audiences as opposed to a genuine character decision because although he seemed to be a healer, there was nothing about Morbius that seemed particularly moral, especially starting off with his obsession point about where he did not seem to care about risking anyone's lives when all the vampire bats were coming out of the cave. Mm. So it just felt weird and inconsistent a lot of the film. And then as it went on, because the relationships were kind of but not that well established, I didn't care. And because I didn't care, it then didn't happen for me to, you know, get invested. And I think, you know, the, the CGI work was not great, especially the final fight. I mean, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I think I think that that's where I definitely checked out, you know, because it was it just looked really, really terrible. Um, yeah, yeah. And the, and the film all around just looked really ugly and murky. Uh, it was just, it was very, very bland. It was, it didn't, it was kind of poorly edited as well. Uh, and it just, and, and, and yeah, and yeah, overall as a movie, like I didn't enjoy it. I found it very, very boring, very generic, very lackluster. And, but the thing is, is I think that like, and, and so I understand at first why the sort of following around the film kind of happened because it was sort of ironic. It was ironic to kind of like, jokingly put it up as being a great film when the irony is that it wasn't great or special in any way but like you know it's gone like it, it, like if, if you if you want to know about like the insane amount of like bizarre meme stuff that's been going on with the film just go on wikipedia and they summarize it pretty well it got to the point where like uh even uh when i went to like a mystery movie marathon at the uh, prince charles cinema in london uh, one person audibly, like, but before the next film, the next mystery film was going to start, outright said, like, is it going to be Morbius? And then, and even said, like, he said something along the lines of, like, oh, let's morb now, or something like that, you know, which was really, really bizarre. Um, and, you know, and, that, and that's just, like, a taste of, like, the weird, like, the, the phrases that people have made up surrounding the whole Morbius name. Uh, and funnily enough, Prince Charles Cinema, they even have a showing of it listed for like July the 3rd, but nobody's bought tickets for it yet. And I don't think they will, um, you know, so, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's just really, really, it's, it's been very, very in your face and it's just been like, it's just not deserved, you know, like, like, I know that these kinds of followings happen sometimes for movies that are like, you know, really good or really, really bad, but this isn't. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's not a good film, but it's not like memorably or uniquely bad in any way. But it's just like, yeah, yeah. So, so I, so I've been bothered by that. I mean, have you? Has that been shoved in your face? Do you feel, or have you just sort of? I've managed yeah. to completely avoid it. So I, okay. had, I'd like seen a rough um, 
mention of something called Morbin time, and I was kind of like, I don't care enough to engage with this. Okay, so I right. managed to completely miss it, and I feel I like that's done me some good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, that is definitely good. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so yeah, so 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 we're just talking about that. If anything, we're, we're just talking about that because the movie that we're going to talk about now is actually much more worthy of like um, attention and maybe not memes, but, st- but still attention and like, you know, and like watching and stuff like that. Than, than the most recent attempt at a, a guy turning into a vampire. This movie, uh, The Lost Boys, that came out in 19, 1987, uh, it was directed by uh, Joel Schumacher. It was his first like big major film. And uh, it, it, it's basically, I think it was even, you could even call it his like, breakout film. Um, and uh, watching it, you can definitely see why. Uh, it's, a, it's a surprisingly really solid calling card for him as a director. And uh, it's basically about, it's basically set in like uh, uh, Santa Cruz, but it's not called Santa Cruz. It's, it's they, they changed out the cruise for something else. Uh, and it's it about, the, it was, yeah. no, it's not Santa Carla. It's Santa. Um... It's something like Santa Carla. Yeah, uh, it's Santa. Hang on. Yeah. What? Well, well, yeah, uh, yeah, no, it is, no, it is Santa Carla. Sorry, I, I, yeah. no, I was right. Santa Carla. Yeah. 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 So, so, so the basic setup of the uh, film is that, like, it's about this like family that moves uh, to this new town, and uh, you know, a family consists of a single mother and uh, one kid and well, one teenager. Uh, the teenager Michael basically is like finds himself tempted to join this uh, group called uh, the Lost Boys, which is a bunch of like teenagers who like seem like your typical 80s like punks but they turn out to basically be vampires like they're a group of vampires and david the leader wants michael to join and he does basically turn michael into a vampire um and then it basically becomes about like you know michael's transformation and sam the little brother essentially trying to stop this stuff from happening and a bit of a subplot revolving around uh, lucy uh, the maid the mother of the uh you know of the of the two guys and uh yeah and then it will it will basically culminates into a like you know a final battle and stuff like that so anyway so yeah uh jack uh you you're basically the big vampire fan out of the two of us uh i like vampire movies as well but i think you're you're really really knowledgeable and you really love this stuff what, what did you think as a fan i really really enjoy the lost boys i think it's quite an interesting thing it plays with some of the tropes really really well um I like, I, I like it because it's something that you can interpret in quite a few ways, um, specifically with what the lure of the Lost Boys is to Michael, which is something quite fascinating. Because I think, on the one hand, it it's almost you know, obviously the idea of uh, wayward sons and wayward um, children, uh, who and, and teenagers who then end up you know becoming these almost eternal selfish beings acting on impulse and seeming like like really really cool being actually quite horrific to be around especially for long mm-hmm. periods of time which is again quite interesting it's almost like the seduction of um the teenager into the kind of you know bad apple sort of lifestyle mm-hmm. yeah and almost like lose it like the idea of them being lost forever to it which is quite interesting mm-hmm. or you can read it with um you know, again, there's, there's, there is, there is, there is, te- there is a gay subtext to the film, mm-hmm. almost about um, anxieties around um, 
the the pull of that into into um the idea and the idea of um in sorry into the pull of that into society at the time and the idea of the lost boys as um this free group of eternal eternally free teenagers free to express their you know uh sexual and group identities together because sex is something in this film that is it is around obviously it's it's because of the time it came out and all the rest of it there's nothing explicitly um to do with that i mean it's always um straight sex from what i remember but it's associated with the it is associated with the um vampirism that kind of freedom that magnetic energy which Mm -hmm. is quite interesting yeah absolutely Uh, i I, well well, the sex stuff like it's still it's not quite as heavy as like some other ones but it's still like definitely present you know like the entire like yeah like 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 part of the reason why uh max uh uh, michael uh, the main teenager like the reason why he joins the group in the first place is basically just because he's like a really really horny essentially like that, that that's kind of what they're conveying because he sees a star the main girl of the group and he's kind of just instantly attracted to her he instantly wants her so he's kind of so that's how he joins and even you know in the whole like the whole aspect of like you know the drinking david's blood and other stuff like that there is this sort of like angle of you know seduction and then you know it and then you, you know obviously like michael and uh star they have that they do have like sex and stuff like that and it's kind of it's done kind of on a whim and rather than feeling romantic it feels more like just an impulsive emotional decision just made in the moment you know I and mean, it kind of and, and and stuff like that does get to the whole the sexuality and the lustful angle you know yeah exactly it does you know it does get lost in there but it's you know it's it's one of those things that is I think one of the reasons it is so it is quite compelling is because it makes it makes the life of the Lost Boys seem both attractive and horrific in the way that it's both hidden and public, which I, I found quite fascinating because it's kind of for vampires they're actually quite brazen and public. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, so, you, you can kind of see it in the opening scene as well, where they're basically just like harassing people, and then they kill like a police officer, you know. And although they do try and keep a bit of an air of secrecy about it, they're also very loud, and you know, they they do like uh, killing, like they, they they do like openly just killing people. You know, there's not they don't do like the vampire thing where maybe they might kidnap someone and drain their blood. They do just like flying and killing them and stuff like that. And they're clearly having fun when they're doing it as well. Yeah, exactly. I I also found it. I kind of I kind of like the twist that they had as well with the um with the head vampire with um with Max. I, I quite I, I quite enjoyed that um you know that uh, he was almost looking to um like the plan was to make a a fa- a really twisted family, which was a really interesting sort of idea. And I liked I liked the fact that uh you know. That um, they kind of use, and when I was talking about the um, you know the inversion of vampire tropes beforehand, I like the fact that once he was invited into the house, everything didn't work on him, which was quite mm-hmm. fascinating because it, it meant that you know the danger could slip right underneath uh, everyone's noses, so that when it came out, it still felt shocking that he was the um, head vampire because he'd been dismissed so early on. I know, um, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and if you're familiar with the genre dismissed so plainly in mm-hmm. the context of that genre 
it was really nice to see that happen. And that's something that's actually happened. Like, if you watch vampire films, like, from after that, you get a lot more of vampires being able to resist or just straight up have certain things not work on them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this case, like, yeah, yeah, I do agree. I did quite like that uh, reveal as well, because, like, the, the thing is, is that as soon as he came in halfway through and then when he was like and what i mean is like when he literally came into the house like how like like when he comes in i did immediately think oh i bet you're a vampire but then like the other characters are suspicious of it and it doesn't really work like they just openly give him garlic and openly like turn off the light and then show like him in the mirror and stuff like that and he has a reflection and all that stuff and like and it it, kind of it surprisingly does throw you off because you do think, like, given what you know, they tried all of the stuff and it just didn't work. But then they do actually provide somewhat of a plausible set of, like, explanations as to why it didn't work. Like, you know, the fact that he's invited in means that, you know, his reflection didn't show. Or even, like, the I, I think what they even say is that Golic basically just doesn't work on vampires. Like, they do play around with that, like, bit of the lore where they say, like, oh, that doesn't work. Like, Holy Water does work, but Golic... Yeah doesn't work at all um yeah yeah i did i was i was genuinely surprised when they did that reveal even though i did suspect him beforehand yeah i think i think that's why it works well because they you know they make they make you suspect him really easily and then you can't suspect him and i think it's partially the way that it's kind of framed and shot as well because you see because of the um focus is is very much on michael in the film Mm -hmm. you get to see it through his eyes and his perspective, so you get to yeah. see the shifts and you go along with it because they do, they do, they do a great job of getting you in his perspective because a lot of the, a lot, a lot, quite a lot of the film actually is about his reaction, reaction to it. Like his, like him in a reaction shot has got to make up mm-hmm. at least twenty percent of the film. Like yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Stuff going up ahead of him, and I think that's really effective because it puts you in his head like, mm-hmm. properly throughout the film as you see the world unfold around you and it controls what you see mm-hmm. yeah 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 and it's similar to like uh what, what they, they they do sort of a similar thing with like sam as well um mm. uh in in his case it's a bit different because he's not going through like a, a vampirism or anything like that but he is also but he is becoming aware of this stuff and becoming aware of like the vampire stuff and yeah and you know so it is so in that sense it's almost kind of a dual coming of age story you know in in its own way like you know uh the innocence of sam is being like broken and he's like seeing this vampire stuff and he's being forced to basically act like an adult whilst with michael it's almost like he's being introduced to like the bad side of teenhood and he's being like put into being something that ultimately he doesn't enjoy being and doesn't want to be you know like it's very much saying like no being a vampire wouldn't actually be that appealing and it becomes clear as well that like you know david himself isn't like a good guy at all he's just he's an he's evil you know and so in that sense and all that stuff combined it's like you're seeing these two like negative like like negative sort of reactions and changes you know but they do result in a positive thing at the end if you think about it it's almost very much like 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 a young guy getting initiated into a gang and then realizes he hates it but can't get out. That's mm-hmm. and like a lot of the Lost Boys seem to both, you know, obviously they start they they revelant they're quite sadistic. But there's times where they seem to not so much enjoy being under Max's thumb. They're kind of like because it is a very controlled 
structure and you could tell they're, they're wild people at heart that you know became vampires for the freedom that it did but then they don't have it which mm-hmm. i find really interesting yeah 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 because what what was what's kind of noteworthy is that in light of the twist you kind of like what, what what it comes off as is more that like um uh that max is kind of like a the, like a, a max the 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 seemingly stepfatherly video store owner in reality is kind of a bit of a like he, he he's kind of being like you know the man behind the man essentially you know like yeah it seems like david has to hide but the reality is that max has to hide most of all because he's essentially trying to like get in with the family and stuff like that and you know and like so he's the he's like he's the real kind of mastermind but also um you also like kind of subtly see the in in hindsight the in reality he's kind of a bit of a deadbeat father as well in the sense that he doesn't at all control his kids he he doesn't like directly control his kids by any means and that's partially just because they couldn't like reveal the twist early but also you kind of get the sense that like he he's, he's he doesn't really care what his kids do, just as long as they don't yeah. do their stuff too much out in the open. Well, I think I think he, I think he, I, I would disagree that he doesn't control his kids because he does. Mm-hmm. He gives them instructions and orders and makes sure that they do certain yeah. things. I think beyond the scope of his orders, he's very much like do what you want, have fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because because the because they are basically being ordered to bring in Michael and do this initiation and stuff like that. It's Michael, it's Michael Stark. Again, I like the idea that he's always trying to, he's always trying to steal a family, which I find fascinating. And I, I, I wish, I almost wish I knew a little bit more about Max's history, because I think that's going to have a quite, a, I think that's just quite a psychologically interesting drive. Despite mm-hmm. that, they don't explore the reason behind it. And it's not, it's not a bad thing. Like, it's a, yeah, it's a betrayal of the it's a betrayal of the family, which seems like something that obviously um, Michael and and Sam would want. Mm-hmm. You know, which mm-hmm. is um, which is which would be pretty good, but then because mm-hmm. yeah, obviously they're in a divorced home, there's no mm-hmm. father figure, and they'd they'd want one, mm-hmm. but then that's suddenly taken away. Yeah, 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 and and you know, and and, and, and when, they get, yeah, go ahead. when they get the um, you know, they, they don't have that. So when they get um, you know, when Max comes in at the start of the film, that's exactly what they would have wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, especially mm-hmm. when they you know when they got together. I mean, I know you know Michael wasn't so interested in it as well, which was I've seen as a rebellious striking out, but it was actually right on the money. It's almost like the it's almost like the evil stepfather trope before he's a stepfather, really, but done in a way that kind of makes the whole idea of um you know the the broken family not seem such a horrible thing in spite in the space of what could exist which i found really interesting because it's it, it's you know again it does tie into kind of like a little bit of a freedom narrative but it's like the it's it's very much like the freedom found in accepting your circumstances rather than changing them it's basically uh kind of almost like a very uh dark fantasy like take on um on like on on two kinds of like typical like family comedy family drama especially back then like family comedy comedy family drama plots where either you have the stepfather being evil or, or, or a jerk or you have the stepfather being a really nice guy that the kids just have to have to like accept and stuff like that and in that case they basically do both ideas at once and then kind of do their own like uh like kind of dark horror like spin on them you know where 
he's pretending to be a nice guy and he's not just a jerk he's literally an evil vampire you know and stuff like that and he's like the and he's essentially the big bad that was just hiding in plain sight the whole time you know so i i did quite like that about it that was quite a uh a bit of a subversive angle for the film to go yeah max is a potentially evil stepfather which sets up the what you'd expect to be something that would be quite positive for uh single mothers and the boys especially in the way that was set up earlier in the film that there could be a new father figure in their lives so you've got that sort of traditional family dynamic, at the end of it, it shows that that might not actually be. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The best thing because of the way it's perverted by the kind of person that Max is and the kind of manipulation that was played. And it's actually the freeing thing was accepting the circumstances and finding the boundaries within them that they can use as opposed to um as opposed to uh distancing from those and just trying to run straight into a new circumstance which i found quite fascinating because the whole film is predicated on michael looking for new experiences and it going horribly wrong and i think tying the villain back into that was quite interesting Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, but but yeah, I just wanted like so, so, so there's all that stuff about like the story. I want to talk about the direction of this film because it's really, really well directed. I love uh, the aesthetic. I love the production design. I love the direction, the camera work, the music, all of that stuff. It's so like it's so like stylish, and all of the style fits every single like scene. Like all the the montages, the lighting. All of it creates both this kind of macabre atmosphere, but also this like, you know, this kind of scary, but also quite over the top. Like it is definitely a very 80s movie, but it's also got this like, you know, just um, uh, this, this, this kind of good balance between like camp, but also this like, you know, like genuinely scary undercurrent. You know, you see that quite a lot in the film in a lot of different sequences. Yeah, you do. You, I, I think you very much do see that and one thing that i i really like about the film especially visually is just is the use like the use of orange in the film for me is really quite i mean like there's a lot by the mm-hmm. fire and again it's using santa cruz very very well but it makes it gives the whole thing a kind of hellish fever dream sort of impression mm-hmm. yeah yeah there also has this like kind of veneer of being fun and uh light-hearted and you know colorful as well it's a very colorful film but it's also quite you know when you look beneath the surface it's also quite it's quite dark um 
and uh, I think, you know, I think a lot of sequences convey that quite well, like the opening credits as well, I think are very good in terms of setting up that kind of world where it's like both like montage of the kind of like the sort of uh, fun fair, uh, fairground, air, like bits of the area. And yeah, at the same time, you clearly see like, you know, all the missing posters, posters of people, all the people who have clearly been killed. And you also obviously even from the opening, you get a sense of like, you know, okay there's something like dark there's a darkness to this town there's like a dark underbelly um i think that's really well conveyed i think uh, i love uh i like how the film um even though you can kind of tell that it's like hiding some effects i do really like the first person uh views of when the vampires are flying around where you never properly see them really fly uh you get that one bit where michael is kind of pointing but the rest of it when the first person projects, but it kind of adds to the horror because you almost see them descending on it, and all you see are the fearful faces of the victims, or you see these quick flashes of, um, like, like um, the victims being ripped out or torn up. You never get the full impression, so your imagination has to do a lot of the work because while you still see it and you see enough to get what's going on, you don't see enough to get the full picture, and I think that adds to the horror of it because in what you're not shown and seeing especially when michael's around watching the boys do it as opposed to the actual physical fight to the mm-hmm. end you get this sense of horror yeah and the campfire yeah. the campfire sense of horror because mm-hmm. all you've got are the reactions and the quick flashes and there's enough you know like uh the, like the blood's really good in this actually that's something that something's not going to be hit or missing a vampire film mm-hmm. the blood in this is really good it's not it's not like completely watery. It's got a thickness and a viscosity that's really, really nice. And it's not, it kind of sprays out like it's a tear as opposed to a trickle or a dribble, which is really effective in, in, in some of the sequences. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and even like the vampire face morphing isn't overdone either. Like, like, like when they actually morph to become like the monstrous ones, it's like, it's over. first of all, it's practical. They're not doing. They're not like covering up the face with like some sort of CGI effect. But also, it just looks like it looks like monstrous, but not like too, not not like not not, not like too monstrous. Like still, like like it looks believable. Basically, as believable as a vampire face like that could look. And I kind of like the detail as well of like Michael going around uh, wearing sunglasses as well because he's trying to like yeah, cover up pretty, his eyes too. It always gives him a, a hungover rock star look, which is quite funny. But um, yeah, I, think I agree. I, I, yeah. I really like the vampire transition as well, actually. And I think one thing about it that I really, really enjoy is is the glow, is the kind of the glow in the eyes because it's almost like it's reflecting, but it's. And, and all mm-hmm. they do is literally glow the eyes and sharpen out the teeth enough, and it becomes this, you know, mm-hmm. ever so slightly uncanny look, and that makes it more horrifying because it's so close to human, but it's not. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, 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 what else? Yeah, 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 yeah. All that stuff works really well. Uh, I do really like uh, the action in the film as well when actually when it kind of becomes more of an action film like particularly in the climax. I think the climax is really fun. Uh, I think uh, I quite like how um it kind of shows it sort of helps to kind of it it grounds all the fighting in in some sort of like character work like the two brothers who kind of are like the crazy prepared ones. Uh they they kill the kill that they get is the one in the bath, you know, and they are helped out by, like, the dog, Nanook, 
but still like they basically like they're the ones who set up the plan and their plan ends up working in the case of sam he's kind of kind of like the entire film he's basically thrown into this situation where this vampire is just attacking him and he has to just you know uh in the moment yeah kill him yeah 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 he has to just in the moment do it uh with michael it's kind of like uh standing up to the guy who's been manipulating him and stuff like that and affecting him and he has to fight back against it and you have that great line where david says like uh, my blood runs through your veins michael and then he says and then his comeback is so so is mine which is basically saying like like yeah i know you're a vampire but i'm a vampire too and i can defeat you and then impaling him uh and then even at the end when the grandpa the grandfather bursts in with the um truck or the or the like no, like whatever he's driving like the van i think where when he bursts in yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he bursts in and kills um, Max, which kind of then shows it's like, okay, like not only does it show like, oh, he's known about this stuff the entire time, but also it kind of shows that like, it's a bit, he's a bit similar to Max in the sense that he's kind of almost like the good version where he's the person who like basically was hiding apart himself from this family, only it's kind of different, like exciting the fact that he, he knew that there were vampires the entire time so i do really love how the climax kind of it's sort of like the the characters that do this vampire killing it perfectly correlates with how their character is, has actually been up until this point and also the grandfather like doing doing the big over-the-top killing kind of shows how you know it's before and he's been kind of the comic relief as well and again it still it still is a moment of levity and comic relief at the end because it's just like he could have done, like stepped in at any point and uh, probably noticed some of the stuff that was happening. He just was like, "Now nah, I'm comfortable, thanks." Until this actually becomes a problem, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but that stuff, I, I really enjoyed. Uh, I really liked how. Um, uh, what else? I I do I do like how um, uh, the film kind of presents this, like you know again it does it does sort of have this kind of like bizarro like uh family like family uh drama uh where it kind of it, it's got the, a lot of the tropes where you know like the kids have to lie to their mother uh you know the kids aren't believed by their mother as well um you know all that stuff even again michael being kind of the rebellious like teenager but in this and in this case it's presented negatively but the reason why it's negative is like it's more of a like over the top like again vampire related things so all that stuff is good um i love um yeah but but again going back to the direction i think it's really i think it's like one of um one of joe schumacher's best directed films i would say because it's one where the style just so works yeah i agree i mean you know it's it's got its tone and it sticks to it it's funny it's it's funny and horrific at the same time the character Mm -hmm. choices of or feel pretty logical. The perspective chosen is really, really good in the film. I think, mm-hmm. I think those really help it and let you explore it. Both of the very, it's both got very clear narrative. But you also feel like you're exploring the this hidden secret underbelly, and everything feels like this little bit seedy, this little bit dirty, this little bit unknown and new and fresh. Mm-hmm. Even, even if it's tired old tropes, even if it's things that we should know, and I think that's testament to the way that a he knows the genre very well b he knows how to get his actors doing what he needs them to with the right script in place and c that mm-hmm. you know when he when he's when he's got a style that's in something that he can work with and themes that he likes he he, he shines as a he shines as a director 
yeah 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 absolutely because this is definitely like uh it's kind of funny it's funny that you would eventually go on to direct like like a couple of batman movies as well because they actually bring up comic books in this film i think they even straight up bring up batman as well and obviously yeah, the whole like the vampire angle as well even though the vampires don't turn into bats still there they do still fly and stuff like that so yeah but it it, it shows that like he like surprisingly enough it does show that he actually sort of understands the medium quite well sort of like he or he at least has a bit of a taste on like that kind of like over the top but still very like sincere kind of uh genre grounding if, if you get what yeah, i mean no, i get what you mean it's this while it's overblown it's I've, it's very very stylized and it's it's very very big like most genre projects are it keeps mm-hmm. part of it really really well and it and it keeps things you know with it within that framework and shows a clear understanding of the boundaries of it so that they can be pushed effectively and i think that's what makes for some of the most some of the more interesting genre work ultimately so i think it's why the film's quite one of the reasons the film's so resonant especially with you're a fan of vampire films in general mm-hmm. yeah 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 absolutely um uh you know and oh, oh what else yeah yeah the um <clears throat> let's see oh, oh, oh yeah oh yeah the, the the acting as well i want to touch on as well um uh, who, who would you say is the standout for you in the cast keith sutherland mm-hmm. without without shadow of a doubt it's for me there's this sort of when i was describing the magnetism before a lot of it comes from him there's a there's a great deal of charisma balanced in that performance that makes the lifestyle seem attractive but he's also able to take that performance and push it into this much more sadistic aggressive place and it feels so natural mm-hmm. and i think that transition is re- really really well done mm-hmm. uh, and it, it, it quite impressed me yeah 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 i mean essentially what he's kind of doing is it's almost like if um it's almost like a variation on the the bully character that he played in uh stand by me but where where he's st- he still is basically a bully but he's covering that up under layers of like uh you know come on join me or come on this will be fun and you know kind of like that like he's 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 the leader of the gang and he's still like an evil bu- e- evil guy but you know he's kind of it's different it's 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 really interesting and cool um uh what else yeah but like yeah but i i mean for me in terms of acting i think uh cory hames surprisingly was uh quite good in the he did have quite a bit of the screen time as well and he actually surprisingly did quite a good job uh as the sam character i did really like him um and uh jason patrick i think did quite well in the role of michael as well because he did perfectly convey that uh kind of transition you know he conveyed it's kind of hard as well because the michael character isn't hugely active in the narrative like he does it's not really until the end where he does something really big he does still cause the story but he still but di- and despite the fact that his character isn't very active he still manages to perf- perfectly convey everything that's going on like with him everything that you know it can just be in a look or in a kind of mile in a line delivery and stuff like that and you understand how he's feeling he conveys how he's feeling very well yeah, I'd agree with that. I think he's quite emotive um, with his performance, especially the way that um, sometimes his lower jaw, his like, um, lower lip will twitch in a certain way, especially when he's getting more and more horrified. It adds to the... Um, it kind of just adds a little cue for when he's really feeling horrified and things like that. And I really like that choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, yeah, I'll only 
so in terms of like any flaws with the film um i'd only say there were really a couple uh first of all um so although i did like the uh characters of the two brothers because they were because they because they were pretty fun and they did like have this kind of like um uh fun like like again again i think they are part of the camp of the film because they're kids that just act like mini adults because they just know everything you know but they are still kind of fun the only thing that's really weird is that the voice that Corey feldman uses is uh, like i don't know if that's his actual voice or if he's just putting on a voice but i did personally find that quite distracting he's got a really deep voice and i i, I was a bit distracted by that i mean did, did, did you even notice that or not really um i didn't really pay much attention to it to be honest i just figured all right he's got a deep voice and sort of moved on oh okay okay yeah yeah i, I don't know i just I, I guess i was just a little bit I, I wasn't literally wondering whether or not that was his voice i was just a bit distracted but then again you could say that maybe it's a bit appropriate for his character because again as i said he's kind of like an adult in a kid's body so you know or an adult in a teenager's body so you know so like uh, yeah yeah so 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 either you'll be like me or you'll be like jack and you won't even you know really pick up on it or notice it but yeah um yeah 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 so, so that was like j- just a bit of a nitpicky flaw uh also um uh, i did think that like uh they could have uh the the two main female characters in the film could have done a bit more because they don't really they don't really get a big moment to shine um and uh we could have learned a little bit more about them i'm talking about the characters of like star and like the the lucy character i feel like you know like it's on point with a lot of the characters but they feel kind of a bit alike i mean get the short shrift yeah, I mean, I, I sort of, you know, Lucy, Lucy definitely gets the, Lucy definitely gets a lot of the short shrift in this film, and she, you know, she has, she was categorised a lot of the reviews as a bit silly or dopey or something like that, and I can, and you know, I can, and with the Lucy character, I almost get why she's not more expanded because she is more of a plot device representing the safe home as opposed to a. Um, proper character she's almost set up but you still should treat her like a character so i think while i understand the temptation because of her role in the story and what she's there to represent it's still a little bit um oh what's the word i'm looking for it, it feels like they, they could have given her character yeah, more to do and yeah, there's a lot more that could have been done with it but <laughs> star i think was it that was a big letdown she wasn't explored more because she's almost michael's counterpoint yeah, I, I I saw that somewhat in the fact that there's like it, she also kind of has a bit of a little brother uh, that she's like that she cares about and stuff like that, and even also that she is also in a similar position where she's been like brought in and stuff like that. It's it is kind of true that yeah, she does she definitely it's not it's not that like there's nothing to that character. It's just that like she's not she's not really like she's well, not like really in the same depth as like Sam and Michael are. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think she's someone that would actually be a good thing to put some focus on, especially because. She is an ally. She is an ally throughout the film, and and she's in the same position as Michael. And but she's she, she's kind of got the same goal, but processes it differently. It processes it differently, and that's the interesting thing to explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 so again, like set up good, and and it's not even necessarily that the the scenes with the character are bad at all. It's more just that they could have spent more time, maybe uh like get like giving a bit more development maybe uh maybe even developing the relationship between her and uh michael as well like making that a bit more believable because it it, it sort of just happens you know they don't really know that much about each other uh you know i feel like that's maybe a case where like 
if they had shown maybe a scene at the end of them like properly getting together it would have been a bit more understandable because then there would have been a sort of a transition between you know just being simple last and then it being an actual like romance or something like that but there's not really that so they just sort of feels more like they're just kind of paired up you know like just they are just paired up but you know so yeah so 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 that is kind of a flaw um but again you know it doesn't at all really bring down the film it's just sort of something that could have been uh, improved upon um you know uh and i do quite um and and with her character i do i do like how again she does play into the whole like the kind of the last angle for like michael as well because you know because 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 the cast is like made up of very like attractive 80s actors you know like like sutherland and like jason patrick and, and like jamie gertz who plays her you know it's very it, it's on point in that regard in terms of like the casting absolutely um you know i think i think vampire films are one of the few genres where you can get away with like making like castings like supermodel actors you know yeah absolutely because you know because the entire point because like it, it's something that this film understands and that like certain vampire films do understand is that there is a seduction and appeal to vampire sex as a part well, yeah. of vampire law yeah it is and i mean it's one it's one part that i have a very controversial relationship with because i don't necessarily like it i don't think it's necessary mm-hmm. but it is undeniably a part of it so hiring you know supermodel actresses or things like that for a vampire film is intelligent because it, mm-hmm. it gets a big part of the whole point of the vampires is it's just a seductive thing mm-hmm. like even even if you're not necessarily talking about the sexual seduction if you if you've got um if you've got you know if you're writing a vampire story it's about seduction, whether that's the seduction of power, seduction of the innocent, seduction of sexual seduction, seduction of beauty, seduction of dream, all of that kind of thing. Yeah, that's what the vampire well. is for. So to completely, you know, so to have a beautiful figure play a vampire is almost a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, and I do kind of, I do agree that it's not like inherently necessary, but it is, but it is something that can be done and can help and can even enhance like, um, you know, the sort of the, the kind of the portrayal of a person becoming a vampire or vampirism or a vampire, even like biting people and turning people or killing people and stuff like that. I think, yeah, it can definitely work. Um, yeah. So yeah, overall, that's yeah, that's uh, kind of, that's kind of it. Uh, I'd say that uh, we both like pretty highly recommend it. I think it still holds up. It's definitely, although it is of its time, I think it, it there's nothing in it that I'd call like really really dated. The the only thing I'd maybe say is that like uh, David's haircut is a bit silly, but you know that 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 was just popular in the eighties, so you know it's not anything to complain about. Uh, it's a very, I think it holds up very well. Uh, still a really fun movie. Still got some like um, deeper themes if you're willing to dig for them. Uh, and still just, yeah, overall a really good time. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think it's, you know, if you like vampire films, you'll really, really enjoy it. If you like the sort of teen genre, it's quite enjoyable. And it's, um, it's And it works effectively as a horror film. I think it's just one of those films that if you want to see a film that balances tone well, Obviously, something that's effective and has and is very stylistic. It's exactly the kind of film you should be watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Great. Okay, so uh, yeah, uh, that is it from me. Uh, I will wait till uh, the next episode comes out to uh, let my audience know what uh, what it's going to be. And uh, yeah, that's a goodbye from me. 
and a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.